0: Welcome to the Troy Curtains Podcast. We talk all things real estate, business, and entrepreneurship. Today, I've got a very special person, Jason Griggs, out of Las Vegas, Nevada, and actually now investing in Kansas City, and I'm detecting some sort of an East Coast accent somewhere in there.
1: Yes, sir. Where
0: are you from, originally from?
1: I'm from Long Island, New York.
0: You know, my wife is from Long Island.
1: Where? What town?
0: Glen Cove. Oh,
1: yeah. I'm from Belmore.
0: Oh, okay. I don't know where that is, but... Uh. <laughs>
1: it's close. It's close enough.
0: Is it? Yeah. No, yeah. We, we go out there. In fact, we're going out there um, June 20th because uh, we're flying back from uh, Europe and we're going to stop in New York and then we always go out there. I love it. I love Long Island. Reminds me of where I'm from in uh, Washington State.
1: It's a cool place. Not a good place to do real estate. Good food, though.
0: Yeah, so we're both in real estate. So you are an agent in Las Vegas. You're an investor in Kansas City, and you're doing Airbnb in Kansas City. Jason, take me through like where you're at right now and how you got there.
1: So I was a teacher, Troy. um, When I first moved to Vegas, kindergarten teacher, hated it, and I. I uh, started coaching lacrosse out here. I'm a big lacrosse guy, and I got hooked into the network of these parents coaching this program, and I got an opportunity to dive into real estate. One of the parents is like, I think you would be good at it, and I started telling my friends and family back in New York I was going to do this, and I bought my own house here in Henderson, and the the prices were so cheap here in, in Vegas and Henderson, and I just started buying rental properties. And I never sold them, and I just fell into this niche of buying rental real estate, and it's been a home run ever since uh, 2016.
0: Okay, so what part of Henderson?
1: All, all over Henderson. I'm like the Henderson guru.
0: Okay, so that, so you, and you mentioned uh, right before we got on here, you're a huge Airbnb guy.
1: Yes, short-term rental guy. Yep.
0: So um, it's funny because. As I, you know, we have, we had our first Airbnb, I would say probably like before it really got going. I don't know when Airbnb launched, I think like 2013, but Mm -hmm. we were in 2016, we had one in New Orleans and then knowing that Vegas was going to be super difficult to get it done. And then Henderson opened up what in 2020 or 19.
1: Yep. Yep. You nailed it. 2020 right before COVID.
0: So how has that been?
1: It's been a challenge, but so like in Kansas city, there's no rules, but in Henderson, yes, it's, yes. Yet, right. And I just found that out the hard way. I wanted my properties there, but in Henderson, the rules are pretty fair, but you got to oblige by them. And I think Henderson's the best rental market for short-term rentals in the whole country. Really? They do, they do big, we do big numbers. Yeah.
0: Like, like tell me, okay. So in new Orleans, to give you an example, like, I thought New Orleans was the craziest. In New Orleans, we had a, a property, and we were go, we were getting. Actually, I had several Airbnbs. I still have a couple of them. We've got a couple shut down for not operating with permits. Um, you know, the, the the companies that are affiliated with me, not mine. <laughs> but uh, they, we were getting between six and nine hundred bucks a night on like stuff. How does Henderson compare to that? Yeah,
1: I mean, I have I have the biggest one in Henderson. Um, really? It's nine thousand square feet. Yep, it's a Ooh, mansion, and where, uh, where's it it, at? It, it's in Henderson, deep Henderson. It's in the southern part, so it's off like the five fifteen in College. So if you go down to two fifteen and go south, that's where it is.
0: Oh, I know. You're over by the Jesse Road area. Yeah. Yes, that's yep. where I was going to build my house out there.
1: Yep. Yeah. Uh, so was I. I love I it love, out
0: there. I love that you area. Do whatever
1: you want out there. Nobody bothers you.
0: It's completely become populated out there, though. There was yeah. n- nothing out there.
1: Super then- popular now.
0: Okay, so you've got a 9,000 square foot Airbnb. You own this house?
1: Yes, I so do.
0: Let- let's run through those numbers.
1: Sure. I, uh, we bought it for 1.4, put about 250 into it. Okay. And this thing consistently brings in between thirty and 50000 a month.
0: Wow. That's a
1: yeah and and the the, here's the cool part so when we finished it um i don't know if you're familiar with the ufc but dana white dana white saw my house and asked us if we could film his reality tv shows in it so it's been booked the past six months we're with two reality tv shows conor mcgregor has been in the house and it'll be releasing in two weeks
0: real estate is so cool it's the best (laughs) that's awesome I hope you enjoy this podcast. Make sure you give us a 5-star review. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you share this podcast with a friend and make sure that you schedule a call with me and my team. We have the Millionaire Mentorship program. This is for newbie and advanced investors to get started investing in real estate. And if you're listening to this podcast right now, that's exactly what you want, right? You want to learn how to invest in real estate. It's changed my life. It can change your life. And we have a program that'll help you get your first or next investment property within the next 90 days or i'll pay you a thousand dollars cash and you don't pay guess what else we're launching we're launching a fund and if you're interested i'll include a link in my bio to this fund where you can actually invest with me on a lot of the properties that we're in, in fact i'm in one of my properties right now in downtown kansas city In a building that i bought using my own money but i started with just one property and you can do the exact same thing that i did but you got to get started you got to take action so whether you want to invest with me in my fund or whether you want to schedule call my team both those links are in the bio enjoy the show give us a five-star review so jason you come out here from new york to be a kindergarten teacher yeah and you got a bit you're in love with lacrosse how do you how do you get people are telling you you should get into real estate that's what's happening
1: so I think the real light bulb was that my cousin, Joe, like New York is so expensive. Right. And out, at the time in 2014, 2013, it was so cheap. And my cousin was in my ear. He's like, you got to buy some property. It's really cheap. It's like a fourth of what, what it is in New York where I'm from. And he was right. So we just started buying rental properties. He kind of put, forced me to buy my own house young. I think it was 23, 24. And then he's like, look, let's buy a rental property. Let's buy another one. And we just kept buying them. But I saw something unique because I was involved in the community with the lacrosse team. And there's there's only one public high school out here and everyone wants to live in this one area. So I just stuck to buying rentals in that area and renting to lacrosse families because I knew that there was a high demand for this one area in Henderson. And I just I never stuck away from that strategy and I kept buying and I kept buying and I kept buying. And then that kind of led me into the short-term rentals and people always wanted to visit me. People always asked me, do you have a house for a weekend? Do you have for a week? And I didn't. And then that translated, do you have a bigger house? And then I bought the biggest one and now I have everything
0: here. So how many short-terms are you currently uh, managing? I have eight of them. That's amazing, dude. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. That's become such a, and, and that's since
1: 2020, right? Like, yeah, I, I went all in the probably past two and a half years on it and just, just really learned the game here um, because there's a big demand for rentals here in town. Short term, I mean, Vegas exploded with the football. T- I know you have tickets, right? You come for the games. Yes. And I, it's, yes. it's a different type of city now. People are coming here at a rapid pace, and I'm going to take advantage of that.
0: Yeah. You know, something funny is I'm a big dreamer. And before I came to Las Vegas, I like drew, like, I wrote down, like, I'm going to build an NFL uh, team in Vegas. This is like prior to them. And everybody's like, "They're never going to be an NFL team in Vegas. And I was like, it's the perfect spot. And then, you know, obviously, um, you know, somebody beat me to it and <laughs> I didn't pull it off, but you know, it just goes to show you like there's always going to be a trailblazer with that sort of thing and once you know the Raiders got here now it's like every sports franchise is coming to Vegas one of the things about my tickets and this is kind of something funny so I got caught up in it I'm a huge sports fan I know you are yep. From me like in lacrosse when those tickets came out like I had like I had FOMO like fear of missing out I had um, like you know because you go in there and first of all one of my buddies, I got to introduce you to his name's uh, Joe. He's Joe Yukubic. He's out of Henderson. He does a lot of stuff down on Watertown. He's He's got one of those hats that says make Water, water, uh, water Street great again. Right. And so he's a big player in Henderson. But he tells me, he's like, man, you know, you got to get these tickets. So at this point in time, I don't know like anything. Like I know that I'm not on the list. I'm not getting tickets. And I better go get them. So when we get there. I have a towing business at the time, which was a terrible business to have, Jason. And so I'm thinking in my mind, like, if I can secure tickets on the 50-yard line and I can sit next to guys who make decisions for Metro, who gets that towing contract and I've got their ear for four hours, I can probably build good relationships and possibly get some of that stuff. And that's how I rationalized it. Well, I never got any towing contracts. I never... and. I blew $160,000 on 40 yard line tickets. And so it's cool though. I made a friend at the game and he said, I was like, man, I don't want these tickets. I'm, as you know, I'm here in Kansas city most of the time now. And I'm like, so he actually offered to buy them from me. And I get to go to two games, per year any game I want and like I got my capital back and sometimes as you know that's a better thing because I just see I don't see that being a good investment long term
1: I'll tell you what that was the easiest decision I've ever made buying season tickets and it turned out to be a really good investment I make really good money on my seats
0: yeah I should have just bought the stuff that was I bought 40 yard line is not getting you there it's just
1: yeah the club seats are different nobody has that kind of money
0: yeah I should I, I should if I had to go back, I would have bought level one hundred, but maybe 15, 20 yard line, thirty yeah, yard
1: line. That's right. I have fourth row of the one hundred and they I bought I think they're 160 and they go for seven, eight hundred a ticket. Yeah, that's what I
0: should have, that's what I should have bought. Who's your team?
1: I like the Cowboys. I'm oh. a diehard Cowboy fan and it's brutal.
0: <laughs> felt, listen, what about your kicker?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Dude. I'll tell you what, though. I got to meet Mahomes and Kelsey at a fight. They're, they were awesome. They were really cool dudes.
0: So how do you like living in Las Vegas? Are you married? I see a ring on the face. Yep,
1: yep. I'm married. I just had my first son. I absolutely love it. I don't think I'll ever leave. Um, the opportunity that's come here. I've moved like tw- 12 people from New York here. I moved to oh, like 12 like, people. So I got my guy. whole you're family like, come here. On. Come yeah, on. I got my brother here. I got my wife from back home. I got... I got people coming and I got people here. So it's like, I get the b- best of both worlds, but I just think this is, like for the networking, the opportunity, the real estate is just getting going in my opinion. And I don't think I'll ever leave. And I, I still say this, that I think this is the best rental market in the country. And if people disagree. I'll go, I'll go toe to toe with them in an argument on it, but I've done very well.
0: Why is it? I guess. Why is it the best in your mind?
1: I think it's the best for a few reasons. One, the, the taxes are so low. Right. Because where I'm from, people pay thirty dollars to $40,000 a year in property taxes. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Two, and, and I'm not trying to be mean, but the people here aren't very educated. So they do not take care of their money. And they're always right. blowing it. And they're always in a situation of rent, 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 instead of buy, buy, buy. And there's just a big lack of demand and so and we don't have any of the political BS. We don't have the California BS, the New York BS. So there's none of that. And it's super easy to operate rental business here. I'm sure you know and, and we will agree.
0: Yeah, I, I think when I first got there, I would show up to court and like it was like done. And then I noticed as I've lived there longer, they would want to hear what the, the tenant had to say. And they would grant extension without nothing and so I do agree that it's one of the better ones. Um, I I don't know. I, you know, I think it's probably up there for sure. Like if I compare it to Kansas City, Missouri, um, you know, it's easier to get somebody out. But again, they made that new change where you have to get a summary eviction. It just, it's, it's headed in a little bit more, of a. it used to be absolutely the best, I think. And I think it's headed in a little bit in the wrong direction with like, Now you got to hire someone to serve, do a process server. You didn't have to use to do that. They're granting, they're being a little bit more lenient. The taxes are going up.
1: You know what's Um, funny, Troy? I've never even come close to evicting someone. It's over six years doing it. Not even close. But I buy in the better areas. I'll say that.
0: But But you also must bet them pretty well.
1: I do. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I learned that the hard way.
1: And, and what's cool is that those, those tenants become my clients when they're ready to move. They like the experience. And then I get to represent them on a sale and then put the new person in and just keep cycling it.
0: How long have you been licensed? Eight years. Okay. So you got your license. And now are you spending more of your time on investing or, or sell, selling? or is it
1: Always, mix? always investing. I would say it's about 75, 25. I just, I'm addicted to the investing.
0: What
1: do you like most about it, Jason? Uh, it's just the grind. And and uh, what I've become really good at, Troy, is making some good relationships with people. I've been now, now I'm doing, I did a class earlier on subject to investing and people are bringing me deals and I'm partnering with people that I never would have thought I would have ever partnered with. And I'm kind of taking this coaching role now into a kind of like a, being a mentor to younger people who are interested and so I just like the grind of, of finding the deals. That's, that's kind of what gets me going.
0: What you're, you know, Subject 2 is actually one of my favorite deals too. And a lot of people, I stumbled into it chasing foreclosures. How did you end up uh, becoming good at Subject 2s? I, uh,
1: I had a situation where it's funny, an agent 30 years in the business could not save a foreclosure from happening. And right. I knew how to do it. And I did a really big one. I made about two hundred thousand dollars on one deal yeah. and and that i the light bulb went off. I'm like, I have to focus on these. These are you know you're helping people you're you know obviously you're gonna do good on the deal, but I saved this guy, saved this credit, and he was able to get out of this a bad situation, and that's really that was like the stepping point for it.
0: Yeah. And, and people always think, you know, when you're making money that and you're helping people, they're like, oh yeah, well you're, you're helping people. But like that is subject to when there's an imminent foreclosure, Jason, coming down the pipe, people don't understand that like, A, if it goes to foreclosure and the minimum bid goes down, like they're getting nothing. Number two, number two, if it does go over bid, they may get just some, something, a little bit of something. But number three, like, a lot of times these people are just completely paralyzed and they don't have any like options and they have no, and they're scared to answer their phone. They're scared to do anything. And if you can come in there and you do this little tap dance in two weeks and you get the bank to stop and you, and you get all these payoffs and these third party authorization letters and you start doing the, the, these things and you deal with creditors, judgments and all that, or other stuff, you can really help someone out. And like you said, they don't have to, they might remember like them losing the house, but it doesn't have to be the memory of on their credit with a foreclosure and all that other stuff that makes them pretty much sometimes non-hireable, non-lendable.
1: I always say this, I've never done a subject to deal. And I've done a bunch of them where the person wasn't like, thank you so much for helping me. That's what it's about. And if if investors don't understand that that you're really helping these people, then you you're just not getting it.
0: Yeah, and the, and and here's the funny thing is the people who you help are the ones you make the most money for. They're the most appreciative, yeah. and that's the only reason that they're working with you because they know that you're genuine. They're like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, this guy is actually gonna help me out. And the other ones, they see the other people salivating, and it's like. You know, they're like, yeah, it's cool, man. I, we, have the same, we have the same background on that. I love those deals. So when you, you, you started mentoring people, um, t- talk to me about that. Are you mentoring people in Airbnb or what are you mentoring them on?
1: It, it started with the Airbnb. So I figured out the Airbnb stuff here because there's a lot of rules. And, and then it became a hassle because everyone was calling me and, and saying, hey, I need you to teach me how to do this. I, I have questions. I have questions. And I forgot who it was. They were like, you got to just build out a little course. So I built out a little course. And I'm like, look, if you're serious about this, here's it's a fee, pay the fee and watch the course. And when you're done, we could talk. But right. as you know, Troy, a lot of people, they don't they never round the bases. And uh-huh. so I like working with people who round the bases and, and you know, get around and like, OK, let's sit down and I'll, and I will find you one and I will show you how this works but short-term rentals are a lot of work. It's a business. You're buying a business. Each one is its own business and it's not easy and there's problems and people are lazy. And so I kind of just, I want to work with people who are going to actually do
0: it. Yeah, man. So my wife is a super host and we have like 31 midterm Airbnbs out here. And, um, I, I I don't know about you, but I, I I mean you like it. That's cool. She loves it. And the thing is, there's nothing that makes her happier than getting a review. Like, like <laughs> she's like she's like, did you see this one? And we have like, and this is not a nine thousand square foot house. These this is, this is a, an apartment home in Kansas City that we just turned into a midterm rental. Because that's
1: awesome. We just
0: started segueing that way. And she gets all these people who have stayed at – there are a lot of short-term nurses. they stayed at other Airbnbs, and she gives them such great service. She's from New York, just like yourself, Jason. Yep. She gives them that, those New York kisses with all the nice little touches and everything like that. And um, she always asks for that review. And she's got she's a super host over and over and over again, and uh, I just think it's amazing. And a, you know why? You know why
1: she loves it? Because it's like you re, you're building your own hotel. That's the best analogy that I could use. It's your hotel. It's Griggs Hotel. So if people come to Griggs Hotel and they don't have a good time. Yeah, I'm gonna get offended. If they have a good time, yeah, I'm gonna be pumped about it. And right. so yeah, you take pride in it, and the, and that's what the business is. You're building your own business.
0: So let's let's go down that rabbit hole because. You got me. It's something that I've thought about for a while. So that is the big disruptor now. The Griggs Hotel is is threatening the uh, the hotel lobby. And yeah. So like, if you were able to buy a really big one, like on the strip, right? Like on the strip, what would the Griggs Hotel have? Like, have you thought, I know you
1: thought this Yeah, too. yeah, that's a you know, it's, nobody's ever asked me this, but I, I, I have thought about it. I think I, my Airbnbs, like, I just went so, like, out of control with them. Like, if you, if, when I send you a video of my big one, people walk in and they're like, holy shit. They're like, holy shit. And so yesterday, I've never done this before because the show was filming. I brought my entire lacrosse program to the house because it's good networking and it's good for them to promote it. And about 100 people there yesterday. And every single person had the same, like their eyes were like, this is the craziest house I've ever seen. It's it's nine thousand square feet, basketball court, volleyball court, pool, basement. There's not there's no basements in Vegas. So people are like blown away by that. The artwork, the location. There's no neighbors around. We have a sauna. We have pool, whatever you name it. We have in this freaking house. And so you don't have to leave. Um, to answer your question about the hotels, I, I just think the hotels need to start cooperating a little bit because there's not enough hotels. Every hotel's sold out every weekend anyway, so I don't know why they're complaining. Like we want people in the city, so these people they rent my house and then they go to your casino and lose all their money. I don't understand what there should be no issue with that.
0: Yeah, no, I'm with you on that 100. I, you know, I think that the hotels. The biggest problem with the hotels and what what is totally cool about Airbnb and like Turo, I'm a big fan of Turo, is like, you know what upsets people is the contact. When you go meet with some dude who's totally disgruntled and he's plugging in shit on his computer to get you a stupid room key that like, we could like avoid all this. Like, give me my ID. Let me upload <laughs> yeah. this and let me go and do like, like, let's cut out some of the crap. So when I when I started thinking about this a long time ago, I was looking at hotels in Vegas before I could afford them. And this was during the crash, and I would go and drive and look at all these hotels that were getting like boarded up and stuff, and I was like, "Man, if you could just do everything on a kiosk and now you're starting to see the kiosk yep. happening." And so, when I think about it, like in my dream world is like there's a hotel like this in New Orleans called the Jung Hotel. It's owned by a big real estate developer named Joe Jaeger out of New Orleans, Louisiana. He owns a ton of real estate, but he set up an Airbnb hotel. And so that's why I was asking you. I mean, if, if you continue to go this way, what sort of like amenities would you have in there? Like where's the where's the fun side of Jason to go? So
1: I got to I got to work for the Wynn Hotel um, oh, yeah. while I was coaching. I was working at XS Nightclub. Uh, okay. for about yeah. two I was doing that, but that was my night job.
0: Ooh, that. Ooh.
1: That was one of the best jobs I ever had. Here's why. The, the attention to detail that place gives yeah. is like no other hotel in the whole world. And yeah. everybody that works there is good looking. Yes. And so that it just creates a vibe. I love going to the wind because there's nothing like it. So yeah, I would definitely yeah. model every, everything after the wind. It's clean. It smells good. Everything's new, constantly new, new, new. Right. Everybody's good looking. Everybody's having fun. And it doesn't matter. Like you could go to the bar, have a drink and you're sitting next to Mark Messier. You're sitting next to Justin Timberlake and they're just like normal people. And that's like the norm in that hotel. Yeah, and that's what they, that's the vibe they create. And that's if I had to do it, that's what I would do.
0: I love that answer because I'm a big Encore Win fan. I, I love going through, walking through that hotel, looking at that red carpet, looking, at smelling all the ambiance. Yep. I mean, just like. Yeah. It's just, it's just sexy. It's a cool place. I think that's the right way to go. So I can see why you're successful at Airbnb is because you probably think about that when you're putting those things together. So with you being in real estate for a while now and you kind of becoming a, you said, are you a father right now?
1: Yep. Just became a dad about a year and a half ago.
0: So where do you see your life? Uh, I'm see a lacrosse coach probably in the future here.
1: (laughs) You know what? Um, was People ask me this a lot. So I, my parents were both teachers. So I never got any business education at all, right. And I had to learn late. I'm excited to teach him that early. I really right. am. Money management, how to invest correctly, right. how to get into real estate, right? Like smart buys, not smart buys. That's what I'm excited about because no one really taught. I had to learn a lot of that on my own. Like my yeah. first business, I, I built a lacrosse company. And I learned like how to do taxes and how to do the checking accounts and checks and all these things that they don't teach in school. Um, That's what I'm probably most excited about.
0: That's awesome, man. And it's, you know, my, I got twin uh, nine year olds right now. And I can tell you that um, that whole sports thing and teaching them everything, it's really fun to say like, well, if I want to, you know, it's my time to do it my way. And then you just realize, (laughs) you just realize all of a sudden, once you get, once you have kids that start getting a little bit older, I know your kids, you're young, but uh, you realize you're getting old. You're like, yep, Dude, just, I'm getting old. Like,
1: yeah. it just no, I'm with you, man. I'm with you. I had my f- fair share of fun here in Vegas and it, it's caught up to me, man. I can't do it like I used to. Yeah,
0: nobody can. So if, you, if somebody's listening to you right now and they're like, man, I want to get into real estate, I want to, um, I want to, I want to do something, what advice would you give them?
1: I would, I always say, buy your first house, Buy. do what I did. I buy, bought my first house and I rented out the other rooms. Now I'm getting some income coming in off that paying off my mortgage. And I, I'm not really, I'm just living right. That That's always my first advice. And I think everybody, a lot of people want to get into real estate. They don't know where to start. So my advice is go, go take the test. And so I have tried. I have hundreds of people. Jason, I want to work with you. Jason, I want to get into real estate. I said, "Okay, I'll go get your license." And then that shows me that you're freaking committed to do it. And if I would say out of a hundred people, I've only had two do it.
0: Yeah, people are people are full of it. It's, yep. Uh, so that
1: that's 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 my start. That's my standard. If you could pass the test, and you're serious about you know. And then everyone's like, "Well, I got a job. I I had a job too. I had to sacrifice some job time." To get the license, and but if you want to make more money, this is the game.
0: What do you, What do you think your biggest biggest win that you've had is since you've been in real estate?
1: Um, figuring out the rental game because I manage everything myself. I think I'm a really good people person. That's definitely my best skill right now.
0: Are you doing remote showings, or are you, do you guys still do them in person for rentals? Yeah,
1: for long term rentals. Um, We'll we'll put a, like a keypad and we'll we'll give it out. Um, but I, I get a lot of referrals where like I just trust the people. They're, they're family friends or friends with people. And there's a big demand for these things because I make them nice. And there's a big shortage on rentals. So it works out.
0: Yeah, it seems like you're st- sticking in a pretty nice area. Um, yeah,
1: I'm not doing, I I've tried it. I'll be honest with you. I've tried the crappy. I see your videos. I'm just not, I can't do it, man. I'll I'll get in trouble. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's, it's not for everybody. I'll just say like, you kind of stick with what you know. Yeah. And that's what I've always done. And so I kind of know it. And, uh, you know, I was, it's funny funny you
1: bring that up because I hate flipping. Like I, I just don't trust any contractors. No, oh, you should. Yeah, and I, you know, what's funny. I used your video uh, recently, where you were said to the contractor, "Look, I'll give you your price if you get it done in this time, or we're going to go at my price." And it works.
0: That's it, man. It
1: Love that video. Great yeah. video.
0: Thank you for that, um, Jason. I'll tell you what, it's it's a constant battle. It, it, it flipping is you got to have your thumb on someone, you know, and it doesn't matter how good you are, how long you've been doing it. People are people and you're always going to be cycling through new people. Yep. Um, You know, you're always going to be, people are always like, Oh, you go with the cheapest price. It's like, no, I don't, man. It's like, you know, and the most expensive ain't that good anyways. It's just like, you're dealing with a lot of, the trades that are really good are going to the wind and getting jobs and sticking to the union and they're working as slow as they want to work at it. Um, The guys who really want to work generally are not even legal and the guys, and then there's, then there's like, you know, half a dozen or a hundred dozen people who are con men who are just literally like the, the job that they can get out of prison is a contractor yeah. and that's maybe the word, where the word con came from because <laughs> I don't
1: know. I mean, I'll tell you what I did, Troy. So I, I, I have a big fear of contract in general and flipping, but I have really good ideas. And so what I did with this big, my two biggest ones was I partnered with somebody. His name's Tyler hubs and he's, a, he's incredible at contract work and organization and making sure his crew is organized. So I was like, okay, I see the vision. I can't do it. But this guy can. Yeah. And so I was like, hey, let's do this together. And it worked out great. We built uh, a monstrosity.
0: So you guys are, you guys are flipping together?
1: He, I do not flip. I, I'll maybe do one or two a year. He, he strictly flips. And I convinced him. I said, look, we're going to build the biggest Airbnb. And he was like, I don't like rentals. I'm like, you're going to. Once I show you this money that we're going to bring in. And he was hooked. And so we have a So you cool guys built,
0: built that house?
1: We, bu- we put about 300 K into it. We, re- we rebuilt it.
0: Oh, you we rebuilt it. All... Got it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We did yeah. yeah. it you... from scratch. No. Yeah. I mean, construction is a whole nother animal. I think it, uh, there's a lot of ego involved in it. Um, I certainly know mine is a lot of times. I <laughs> these projects <laughs> I'm like, yeah, let's just go ahead and, um, let's just go ahead and do this job, even though it's probably not the best use of my time. I just want to sh- show myself. I can do it. <laughs> so, um, you know, there's some of that there. So Jason, um, I guess just a couple more questions that I want to ask you. So, you know, as your, as your life evolves and stuff like that, um, I'm sure your goals are getting bigger and grander and you're probably, you know, it's kind of cool to hear that you were renting out your rooms. That's exactly how I started. And everybody's like, well, what did you do? I'm like, I just did that. And so knowing that you're a lot further than you probably planned when you came out to Vegas to be a, to be a, you know, kindergarten teacher, where, where, what is your, what is your next big goal?
1: Ah, uh, that's a great question. One thing that I, I like to talk about is like, you know, I never, th- well, I kind of knew that I'd be successful, but how much easier life is when you have some money, right? Um, and a lot of people don't like to talk about money, but having money, like there, there's just like so many more things you could do. You right. could go to the nicer restaurants. You don't have right. to look at the menu. You could go to the sports games. I have season tickets to every sports team here in town. And the freedom it allows and my son's going to have that. And I'm going to take all this real estate one day and pass it down to him and teach him like, this is the way I I don't have to work for anyone. I love that. I could wake up when I want. I could go to the gym when I want. I could go to this games when I want. And I love that. That's the best part about being an
0: entrepreneur. That's that's amazing, man. I'm I'm so excited that you, you have that and that you're able to, you know, and people, and people should want that. If you're listening right now and, um, you want that, you know, give Jason a follow, Um, you know, subscribe, give this a a five-star review. How can they find you, Jason?
1: Instagram. I'm a big, I'm on Instagram all day. I love networking with people. I talk to a million people a day all over the, all over the place. What's your handle? At Jay Griggs real estate.
0: At Jay Griggs real estate. And the reason you need to follow Jason and guys like him is he's positive. I can just tell by talking to him right now. Like, and just by hearing your story and who you associate with, you can tell that you've got a good aura, that you've got a good personality, and that trust goes a long way with you. You just, you just give out a good vibe. And there's so much to that in people and, and assessing losing money, making money by assessing the person. I could just tell from talking to you that I'd want to do business with you. And I think that's probably why. I think that's probably why you do a lot of business, um, Jason. One last question: If you could give somebody a piece of advice, one of the one of the mistakes that you made early on in your career that you would say, "God, man, I will never do that again," what would it be?
1: Well, I think the, one of the biggest mistakes I made I didn't start real estate earlier. I wish I would have known about it. But um, I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of tailspin a, a little different direction if you don't mind, because I go through this a lot. A lot of people try to get me to degrade college. And I went to college for six years and I coached 18 year old kids and they see me and they say, coach, you know, I don't want to go to college because you don't need college to do real estate. But I wish I would have gone to college and studied business. That was one mistake I feel like I made, because if I would have got four years in a business setting and networking with business type people, I feel like I could have came out ahead at 22 years old.
0: Yeah, that's, that's, that's interesting. I um, got, we got very similar, similar. So I went to college, I got a degree in communications, which I paid for and I was uh, that was the biggest waste of money I ever did. But I just paid for it myself. I went, and I told my kids, if you're going to go to college and you want your dad to pay for it, it's a, you got to get a law degree and anything else doesn't matter. Now I would, I would, I would, I would venture that, you know, having like a, an MBA or something like that. It, I mean, it's really cool to see all these, you know, we're, we're doing great. We're doing fine. But then you're in Vegas and you see guys like Steve Wynn, (laughs) guys like just these mega, mega, mega rich guys. And I I got a little, just a book recommendation that I think you'd really enjoy. It's called um, the gambler. And it's actually about the guy who built Las Vegas. His name's Kirk Kirk Kerkorian. And um, you know, it's just amazing to see that you and I are having what you're saying is like you're learning the hard knocks way yep. and it'd be a lot easier if we had an MBA and we know oh this is the way like right now one of my big plans is take my company public like I truly want to do that and yeah. I'm like sitting here online trying to figure out who's the best best VC to, to to take a republic right who's the best guy and this is stuff that like if I went to business school I probably wouldn't have to be doing
1: yeah so, it- I, it's funny. I went through an experience recently. So we did the deal with Dana White and I got to 14 years ago, I met Dana White and I was trying to move to Vegas and I was this young 19 year old kid. And I, I was I was like, hey, Dana, I know you live in Vegas. I want to move to Vegas. What do you think? And he was like, dude, do it. It's the best city in the world. And I got to reconnect with him all these years later. We did this deal with them. And I, I remember the story. I said, you told me to do this. And he's like, dude, this is so cool because I'm still right. This is the best city in the world to do business with. And there's nothing like it. I tell everyone to move here. If you could keep your head on straight, on the, on the straight and narrow, you will kick ass. And he was right.
0: Yeah, he's doing great, man. He's in great shape right now. Um, yeah, dude. That
1: guy's killing him, man. He's a, he's a beast. I love
0: he him. Is, he's got. I love it when he rolls into the UFC with Trump. Dude, it's <laughs> yeah, like the whole place is going 45 yeah he don't care
1: I, I i just like Dana because he's just no bs man he's like a new yorker like he just doesn't care
0: from you know, Connecticut,
1: cancel right? me this cancel me that i don't care and and he always comes out on top i love people like that very motivating
0: well jason man it's been a pleasure having you on if you guys um enjoy jason's content make sure you give him a follow and if you guys enjoyed this podcast make sure you give us a five-star review um, we will be bringing it to you weekly, daily, all over YouTube, all the socials, TikTok, Instagram. My favorite one is Instagram, just like Jason's. And uh, we'll check you on the next one. Peace. Have you ever wanted to start investing in real estate but you just don't have the time, you don't have the ability to get started but you got the capital, right? And you want all of the advantages that the capital offers you. Well, I started a fund and you can invest with me and my team. In fact, I'm in one of the buildings that I bought using my own money but you could invest and actually get the benefits of investing with me and my team. Well, you gotta be an accredited investor And you've got to go to our website. I'll include the link in our bio. And you could start investing with us. It's super cool. We're going to do a lot of cool projects in Kansas City and around the country. And you'll be able to be a part of it. Make sure you give this podcast a five-star review. Share it with a friend and take action.